0: This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Ashley.
1: And I'm Lacey, and this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Minnesota discussing an unexplained death.
0: Then, we'll talk about a young teen's survival story. So buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the land of 10,000 lakes.
1: Autopsies are often critical in true crime investigations. We mention them a lot, but don't really discuss what all they entail. According to Johns Hopkins, an autopsy procedure begins with the general and ends with the specific. First, a visual exam of the entire body is done including the organs and internal structures. Then, microscopic, chemical, and microbiological exams may be made of those organs, fluids, and tissues. All organs are removed for examination and are weighed, and a section is preserved for processing into microscopic slides. After all the lab results are complete, a final report is made. Autopsies can last up to four hours, and the lab results may take a few weeks to be returned. They should always be approached with a certain degree of suspicion as the true cause of death may be masked by the obvious findings. There are times, however, when a cause of death is inconclusive or undetermined. Approximately 5% of cases reportedly remain unknown after a complete post-mortem examination. Today, I'm gonna tell you about one of those cases. You actually suggested I cover this case. Because you were in between two, and you remember? Oh. So you probably know a little bit about this case. I don't Not know how really. much you look into it. No, okay,
0: I just, if it pops something up, and I well, read this date, it's I wild. put it in my notes.
1: Well, it's a doozy, so I'd never heard about it before, and now I can't stop thinking about it. And you'll see why. On December 3rd, 2009, 19-year-old Rob Anderson who some called Robbie, was partying with a couple of buddies that he'd known since middle school. Their names were Paul LeClerc and Matt Scouton. They were underage, but Paul had stolen some vodka from his parents' liquor store. How convenient for them. So they were taking shots of vodka and playing video games.
0: Doesn't sound like a bad nine. How old were they? Well, Rob was 19 years old, so, oh, like, so they're, they're underage,
1: but, but... Just, Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like they're 14. They just graduated high school in that May, so this was yeah. following graduation. Yeah. So they were drinking a lot. Matt and Paul claimed to do around 15 to 17 shots, which is a lot. That's a lot. Paul's a bigger guy, but that's still like 19 years old. So Robbie did around 10. Okay. According to Paul and Matt, Robbie suddenly leaned over and fell out of his chair They said he stopped breathing, so Matt gave him CPR while Paul called 911. At least they did that. Yeah. When the officer first arrived at the scene, Paul was worried about them waking up his parents. They're in the basement. His parents are asleep upstairs, so they don't want the parents to know about the cops. So the 911 operator is still on the phone telling Uh them about doing CPR and stuff. So they were like, okay, the cops are there. They're going to come inside now. And... He's like, okay, we're bringing him outside to 63rd Avenue North. And the 911 officer's like, no, there's an officer right now outside your house and someone needs to let him in. And then Paul replied, all right, we're bringing him to the door. And they said, I don't want you to bring him to the door. Let us in. Yeah, I want you to let the officer in. And Paul said no, because his parents were sleeping and he didn't want to wake them up. I know he's drunk, but at this point, it's like, the cops are at your house. You're not going to sweep that under the rug.
0: Your parents are not going to be. I mean, they're going to be pissed tomorrow yeah, because of the irresponsibility, the but mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So finally, police entered the basement. They let him in and found Paul and Matt super drunk, and Robbie was unresponsive. In Officer Smith's report, he stated the following, Anderson was not breathing and did not have a pulse. Anderson was blue in the face, and it appeared he had two black eyes and bruising down the sides of his nose. Also, there was blood on his upper lip and in his nostrils, and his pants were unbuttoned and unzipped and pulled down about six inches below his waist.
0: What? Could that have happened, like, while they were moving him, maybe? You see what I'm saying? Like, if you're arm and legging somebody, like, his pants came down? Potentially. Potentially. Potentially.
1: Okay. The bruising, no. No, but the pants, the pants maybe. maybe. Maybe they were already undone. Right. And then they just – so the paramedics did CPR. They took over. Well, Paul kept getting in their way and was screaming and cursing, throwing a fit, looking for his cell phone. An emergency's taking place, so he's just – He's also drunk.
0: He is. We have a friend that's irrational.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> he was super drunk. So then he went upstairs and found that his dad had just woken up. Well yeah, there's a, there's a, a commotion. Yes. I guess he was freaked out. I don't know what his reasoning was and he never said, but he pulled a kitchen knife out on his dad.
0: What? Yes. Yes, this is our friend. <laughs> oh. Would try to pick him up though. Oh yeah,
1: no knives. Well, I don't. Know. The police then arrested Paul for obstruction. He was just uh-huh. a total mess. Yeah. So at this point, they put him in their squad car. Mm-hmm. Well, once he got in the back of the car, he was trying to bust out of the windows. He was basically drunk raging. He's drunk raging. The squad car has a video of the backseat. Like uh-huh. most people know that if you watch TV. They're recording you. Yeah. And on it, Paul said, Oh God, oh God, I killed Rob. I <gasps> killed him. <sighs> yeah. So, of course, they took Paul back to the station to interview
0: him. And they're like, you just made a confession.
1: They didn't tell him that immediately. No. So, they were kind of asking him, but here's the thing, they are (laughs) still drunk, you know? Yeah. But they want to talk to them immediately. Well, he claimed, this is Paul, he claimed Rob laid down to watch a movie that night, but was feeling sick, so the guys helped him over to a utility sink down in the basement where he Where he puked. So most people know a utility sink is basically a really big sink that's usually in a basement or laundry room. It's deep and wide, yeah. So then he laid down, like right there, and all of a sudden they noticed he wasn't breathing. So Matt had a different story, slightly. He said Rob puked, then went over to the bed and passed out. Then they began messing with him. Matt said they basically just made a mountain of clothing and shoes on top of him and put a blanket on top of him. Like he was drunk and fell asleep and kind of like when people put people's hands in water and
0: right on, on their face
1: or whatever. So that's what they were doing. And then he said, I'm sitting there flicking him in the head. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And he kind of wakes up and said, screw you and push the shit off of him and gets up. And then, you know hold on, you need to throw up? It's like, all right. And he's not moving and he's not getting off the bed, really. So in Paul's version, they're by the utility sink. But in Matt's version, they're by the bed. And Paul also said that he thought Rob hit his nose on the faucet or something of the sink once he noticed that his nose was bleeding. So he's claiming he noticed blood. He thought he hit his head, which could happen.
0: He's heaving. Mm-hmm. He's He could that could happen. He, he's drunk and stumbling.
1: In a second interview, they're sobered up now. Paul admitted to striking Rob in the face several times with an open and closed hand. He claims he was open just, and
0: closed.
1: Meaning like slapping versus punching. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So he claimed he was only doing that to wake him up. hmm Oh, and I forgot to add earlier when the cops went in there, there was blood on the sheets. So he was bloody in this bed at some point. The detective asked if there was an argument or anything like that. And he's like, no, I was only hitting him to wake him up. I was freaking out, punching him, slapping him. Which, again, if you're trashed out of your mind and you think someone's dying, I can see you just like frantically trying Mm -hmm. to get someone to wake up. Mm -hmm. But the excessive amount of punching. Mm -mm. So, they also admitted that while they were on the 911 call, they were busy trying to hide all the vodka. Like they can't tell on your breath and, you know, whatever. They're kids. Yeah. They're drunk. So, eventually, Paul asked for a lawyer and he stopped talking. So, this was the end of that. Maple Grove Police submitted the case for possible manslaughter charges. The Hennepin County prosecutors declined after the autopsy was ruled as a sudden unexplained death. The prosecutor said there's no evidence to suggest any unlawful conduct of the suspects related to the cause of his death. They also said that Paul's admission in the car could be interpreted as either expressions of concern or expressions of guilt. Which I could also see because I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Like, maybe if that happens, you're blaming yourself because it's at your house. And he you may have got thought, him drunk. Maybe yeah, the he- alcohol- Yeah. So, I mean, I could see, like, I killed him. I killed him. And, Mm. like, he was to blame, even if he didn't manually. Or it could be he was drunk and like, oh, my God, I killed my friend by punching him to death. We don't know. We don't know.
0: What was his cause of death?
1: Sudden, unexplained death. So, inconclusive.
0: So, there was no alcohol poisoning. There was no traumatic brain injury, broken neck.
1: No broken neck.
0: Ruptured spleen. No. Heart attack. No.
1: Just underlying heart condition. Which is freaky to think you can, an autopsy can be done and they're like, we don't
0: know. I mean, I've seen. 5%. 5%. percent seen cases mm-hmm. where it's like we we couldn't, there wasn't anything definitive that this is, this is what pulled the trigger. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So from his friend's perspective, he's just drunk and died, but that doesn't add up in this at all. He puked so it was and then he didn't,
0: aspirate. he didn't
1: like, he wasn't puking in his mouth and choking. Right. Aspirating
0: well, and it going in his lungs.
1: It didn't, and it didn't say he had it in his lungs. So, after, so yeah. like nothing. Oh God. Which I'm like, wait, what? There's just nothing? Well, because,
0: you know, you read all these and you've seen other things where it's like they can find the most minuscule detail like a fiber of a pillow in your nostril and they're like they were suffocated by a pillow that's the
1: thing and if he choked on his own vomit or suffocated on his own vomit they, they would know could know that
0: right unexplained no broken bones no nothing
1: but bruising bruising yeah
0: but well, nothing to cause death
1: according to that autopsy oh oh. i'll just p- oh, okay. put it that way oh, okay So Rob's parents were never satisfied with the way things were handled. I mean, they just... No,
0: no, I can't even imagine.
1: And they didn't even really know about anything that went down. They just thought he suddenly died and didn't know. Well, 10 years later, they finally convinced the doctor who did the original autopsy to review the case again. Okay. And the examiner said that after reviewing all of the information available... They still thought the cause of death was undetermined. Still. They're like, we really just don't know. They're thinking, surely you know more now. Ten years has passed. Technology. You can figure this out. Well, on April 14th, 2020, they hired an independent medical examiner and forensic pathologist to review Rob's case. Well, this doctor said Rob died of blunt force head trauma and had suffered multiple strikes to his head and face. Rob's mom, Sandy, requested that this report be released. And in the report, it says, quote, Since his death resulted from a harmful, volatile act committed by another or others, the manner of death is best certified as homicide. Still, this isn't the examiner for the case. This is someone else they hired. Well, they hired a second independent examiner. So two. And this examiner agreed he died as a result of blunt force head trauma, was punched repeatedly, and his unconscious body was dropped on the concrete floor of the basement.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So, two independent examiners agreed with this. The first one was like, no. I'm not trying to say there's a conspiracy or anything mm-hmm. like that, but... Mm-hmm. Well... They believe that a second autopsy should include posterior neck, spinal cord, and back dissections to identify additional trauma. So those sections weren't examined, but these examiners think he was dropped on the floor, which means if you fall on the floor versus if you your whole body falls on the floor because someone dropped you, you're going to be bruised differently. So they want that taken and then brain tissue samples could also be recovered for microscopic analysis of concussive brain injury. So, I guess those weren't taken the first time. They presented all this to the Maple Grove PD and just earlier this year, April 2022, a judge granted exhumation and a second autopsy. It hasn't been done yet, but it's been granted. So, 3 Independent medical examiners now and the Maple Grove PD support exhuming the body because there are so many inconsistencies in the case. Robbie's mom, Sandy, posts a lot to the Facebook page. I'll be following along on that with the updates. And I'll also add that in our show notes so everyone can follow if you'd like. And hopefully it brings them some answers because that's the most recent thing. They're exhuming the body and they're going to do a second autopsy. So
0: i can't Im- I cannot even imagine, I, yeah, it almost sounds like maybe they it was an accident
1: it could be I mean, I don't know if they're guilty of like maybe he manslaughter was passing out technically and, like,
0: manslaughter probably involuntary
1: like it doesn't sound premeditated, right, but that doesn't mean they didn't cause his death, you know right. I don't know if they – it sounds like they're hiding details from that night, but again, they were trashed, so I don't know what – It's probably cloudy. I don't know what all they remember, but on December 4th, 2021, Robbie's mom wrote on the Facebook page, Dearest Rob, it's hard to believe it's been 12 years since you left this world. December 4th, 2009 is a day I will never forget. A horrific day that is etched in my mind forever – I picture what life would be like if you were still here and not tragically taken from us. Not a day goes by that I don't feel your absence, and I cannot express the unimaginable hollowness I feel every single day. You showed me that I am stronger than I ever thought possible. This is why we continue to fight for justice. I love you indefinitely. Love, Mom. So That's heartbreaking. Robbie's parents, Sandy and Bob, have never cleared out his room in the basement of their townhouse. They said they can't they can't part with anything and they can't even go through it. And there's a partially restored 78 Buick Regal in the garage that Bob and Rob would work on together <sighs> and even after all this time Bob cannot get rid of it. He said it's his and everything he touched is a treasure to them. Just, oh my god. I I wouldn't be able to do that either. I mean, I get both sides of it. Some people wanting to get rid of everything because it's too hard, but also some people not wanting to change anything because it's too hard. If anyone listening might know anything, you never know about the death of Rob Anderson. Please contact the Maple Grove PD at 763-494-6204. I'll also link up the Facebook page for everybody, and I'll put the number in our show notes. But... Yeah, I got most of this from the Facebook page and it's called Sudden Unexplained Death: The Case of Rob Anderson. And a lot of it was reported on Fox 9 News, but oof. Yeah, when you Damn. sent me that I started digging into it. There's a show, I can't remember what channel it's on, it's called like suicide accident or murder where Ooh. Um, deaths look like multiple things and yeah. that's what it
0: mm. that's terrible. I can't even imagine my kid just going to spend the night with his buddies and then him just dying and then being like, we don't we don't know what happened. That's We don't get, know how he died.
1: Zero answers, like truly. Oh and they didn't know for years about what Paul said in the cop car. Yeah. And they didn't know all the details of that night that Paul didn't want them in the house. And mm-hmm. they didn't know all the details, which I don't know. At the end of the day, if it matters in the case or not, but it's still like, they felt like they didn't know the whole story until years later. Right. And they're like, this is not okay. This is suspicious. I mean, but I I don't know what can happen. I I don't know. But
0: Mm, 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 mm. yeah. Anyway. Anyways. (sighs) Let's take a quick break. All right. Here goes mine. August 8th. 2017 was a hot summer day, and 15-year-old Jasmine Block was soaking up the last bit of summer at the lake with her friends. Hmm. She was about to start the ninth grade in Alexandria, Minnesota. So this is smallish town. It's got about 14,000 people. It's a lake town. Jasmine, her mother, and older sister all live together in a mobile home in a rural area. So Jasmine gets home, and she's got like a migraine, Mm -hmm. probably from being in the sun all day, being on the water. So she decides to take a bath and lay down on the couch with a heating pad to try to, you know, feel better. Yeah. Maybe take a nap or whatever. Her mom comes in there around 1030 that night and tells her she has to run out for a bit to help a family friend. When she returns about an hour later, Jasmine is not on the couch. Her phone's there, her shoes, her purse, her house keys. She checks in the bathroom because sometimes she gets sick from her migraines and will lay on the bathroom floor. So she's, I get that way, too. Yeah, like so yeah. she's closer to the toilet or mm-hmm. whatever. She's not in there. So she wakes up sister and she says she has no idea where she went. She never heard anything. So her mom instantly calls the police. She knows something is not right. Jasmine also has cerebral palsy, Mm. which also increases her vulnerability, you know, if if she's out wandering around, which is not like her. Yeah, yeah. So, police come and question the family. They take statements from neighbors, and all of this is going on. It's, It's like midnight at this point. So, no one's seen her. Neighbors don't know where she's at. They haven't seen anything. They think maybe she ran away which is our favorite response from police officers when people report their children missing. So (sighs) infuriating. Her mother hands Jasmine's phone over to the police and they are able to look up her social media and see that she's been talking to a boy about three hours away. And this is the last person that had any contact with her. So, they drive the three hours to question this boy, and he is cleared immediately. He's home with his mom and dad. He's nothing to do with it. Right. In the meantime, her family is in full search mode. They are making flyers. They mail them all over. They're hanging them on billboards. Her mom started a Facebook page, like your case. Like, they're searching for guns a blazing. Uh No one has heard from her. If she would have run away, generally, she would have reached out to a friend or relative, something, you know. Yeah. Somebody would know. She Has she been talking about running away? You know, yeah. they're trying to explore every possibility. Nothing. So the FBI and local agencies are now involved. 18 days later, her mother gets a message on Facebook from a man in Montana who says he is involved in sex trafficking and he involved? had mm-hmm, and he had taken jasmine and he started feeling guilty because she is a child so he gave her an address where he left her are you serious yes so local fbi in montana are contacted and they make a move they go to the house they knock on the door man lets them in search the home They find a closet that is locked, but the man won't open it. It's his house that he led them to? This guy that opened the door is like, I don't know who that is. That is not me. I don't know who this Jasmine girl is. This closet's locked. Open the closet. The man's like, do you have a search warrant? They're like, no. He's like, then no. So they get one and come back, and it's literally a linen closet. Sheets, towels, blankets, He's like, okay, you can search it now. You have a search warrant. But basically, you're not just going to come in my house yeah. and try to, you know, I, strong arm me, which I get. I, I do get that. But I feel like if they thought there was a missing child in my home, I'd be like, search
1: whatever. I get the point of if they don't have a search warrant right. legally, they shouldn't be just doing that. Right. But I would want them to clear me as soon as possible. Sure. Like, and I, be helpful, I'm, but yeah, I don't like, know anything. Don't track me
0: down. I didn't kidnap this right. kid. Right, I didn't make that... Phone call or yeah. whatever. Mm. So there's nothing there. Somebody has catfished this woman. <gasps> they track the IT address or whatever it's called. And it's made up and doesn't belong to anybody. And someone catfished her. You're, there's a special place in hell for this person. Oh my God. So there is a $7,000 reward for any information. Nothing's happening. Nothing's coming in. 28 days later, on September 5th, School starts without Jasmine. So what happened? Who took her? Where is she? Is she alive? Thomas Barker, her best friend John's dad, knocked on the door around 11 p.m. He had known Jasmine's family since she was a baby. He told her that John needed her, so she jumped up and went. She didn't even grab her phone. She's like, oh, my, my best friend needs me. His dad's here to get me to go help him, something's wrong. So she rode with him to his house, but John wasn't there. Thomas then tells her John's not there, and she wasn't going back home. He had been planning on kidnapping Jasmine for the past few days. Since he saw her while they were all riding bikes, Jasmine had a bike wreck, and when she got up, she raised up her shirt to look at her ribs, and then in there, he said he knew he wanted to take her and rape her. Oh, that is disgusting. He had basically been casing her house, and when her mother left that night, he made his move. He took her to the house he shared with 40-year-old Josh Holby, and two weeks later, 20-year-old Steven Powers comes into the picture. Jasmine was bound with zip ties and threatened with weapons. She spent most of the next month in a closet. She was forced to ingest methamphetamines and was sexually assaulted multiple times. The three men tried to kill her on six separate occasions, sometimes by stuffing her in a duffel bag and trying to drown her in the bathtub. They would duct tape her mouth and sometimes try to hang her. They stabbed her in the stomach once, but she survived. She fought back every time and they would just give up and be like, well, fuck, put her back in the closet. Yes. Yes. At one point, they tried to kill her by folding her up in one of those fold-out couches and sitting on it in an attempt to suffocate her. If yes. they're
1: trying this hard to kill anybody, they're they're like the Three Stooges. Well, and then, it's insane. First of all, no, we're glad ter- that you didn't yeah, do it. Exactly, <laughs> we're but glad it like, did not succeed. But also,
0: the suffering—you know—it's torture. It, they're just torturing this girl. It would be
1: I, it would be hard. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be in this position ever, but it would be hard to not just be like, please just shoot me and stop yes. trying to murder me a thousand stop times. Stop
0: every day trying something new, like, thinking maybe this might be the thing that kills me. She put a pillow above her face whenever they were folding her up in the couch to create an air pocket so she smart. would not be suffocated. I mean, she was a smart cookie. Most of the time, she would stay quiet as possible so that they would basically forget she was there. Oh, my Lord. Barker's mother and wife came to the house at one point, but she was hidden so they didn't see her. One day, the police came to the house. They were there to investigate some stolen property, but the men did not answer the door. And after that, they decided they needed to move locations because the heat is on. Like, they think, you know, they know. So they take Jasmine, put her into a duffel bag, throw her in the back of a truck. They move to a couple different places, like a field and a foreclosed home. And on the afternoon of September the 5th, the men tell Jasmine they're going to get some food and they'll be back in an hour. They leave her in the duffel bag in the back of the truck. She waits a minute and then decides this is the time. Like, if I'm going to get away, this is when I need to do it.
1: So the her best friend has no idea lives with his, his mother. Uh-huh. Okay, and wasn't okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So Jasmine runs as fast as she can to a nearby house, but no one's home. She then jumps into a lake and swims across part of it, having to take her jeans and shoes off because they were weighing her right. down. Yeah. Once she reached the other side of the lake, she began running again. She reaches a field near a house where a man named Earl Melchert, where he happened to be. He saw her but thought it was a deer. Like, he could see something running across his field in the distance and was like, what is that? You're not expecting
1: a girl to be running in your backyard. So, he
0: jumps in his truck and, like, drives down closer to see what that is. And he just, first of all, he just happened to be there. Like, he was at work and came home because he forgot something on his lunch break. And as he was Holy getting crap. it, getting whatever it was and getting back in the truck, that's when he saw him and was like, what the hell is that? So he drove down to see what it was. The closer he gets, he realizes this is a young girl. Mm. He drives over to her. Mm. She starts running towards him. And he recognizes her as <gasps> the missing girl from town, from all the billboards, all the signs they had stuck up. She was cold and wet and sobbing. He puts her in his truck and calls 911. She is hysterical. She's hysterical. He tells them on the phone that he has the block girl and she is safe. Police and EMT head that way immediately. Like, no one can believe it. They're like, what do you mean you have the block? (laughs) You have the block girl? Yeah, she's running across my field. I have her. She's in the truck. They head there. She's alive
1: one That's of the shocking. yes one
0: of the detectives rides with her to the hospital mm-hmm. and on the ride there she tells police there were two cars this is who got me you know she knows who they are and this is what they look like in the meantime a police officer heads over to Jasmine's mother's house and tells her the best news ever they found your daughter and she is safe and she is at the hospital they don't always turn out like that Not at all. Yeah, it's It's, very rare. When you see a car pull up and your kid's missing. That's usually. Bad, bad news. Yeah. That's not, you don't want to see them. Yeah. Police stop the car that she had described. They see it. Not long after, she is found. And the three men are arrested. Josh Holby is charged with kidnapping and sentenced to seven years in prison. Stephen Powers is charged with criminal sexual conduct and kidnapping. And is sentenced to eight and a half years in prison, and Thomas Barker is charged with kidnapping and criminal conduct and is sentenced to twenty five years in prison after the incident. Jasmine was hospitalized multiple times after developing post traumatic stress I can't, disorder I can't even imagine that she uh she continues to have nightmares she's dealing with depression and anxiety, and most likely Will for the rest of her life. Yeah. God. Both Jasmine and her mother were on Dr. Phil on March 19th, 2019. And he vowed to pay for her therapy with leading therapists trained in this sort of thing for the rest of her life, which is amazing. There's also an ID show called Dead Silent. And her story is featured on season four, episode three, I believe. Earl did receive the $7,000 reward for finding her, but he gave it to Jasmine. Ugh. He said he didn't save her, that she saved herself, which makes me tear up. Ugh. I know. And that's,
1: I mean, that's true. He's Ugh. like,
0: I didn't do anything. You, yeah, you saved ran, yourself. Yeah. You fought back. Every time they tried to kill you, you escaped. You were brave enough to try to get out and swim and run and fight for your life. The day she escaped was the first day of school. She would go back in one week. One week. She missed one week of school. No. Oh, my gosh. First of all, good for you, Jasmine, for going back to school, but I would have had to take a year (laughs) off. I'm going to have to take a year off. I'm sorry. It also probably... I mean, I'm... Helped her. I'm just speculating. Sure.
1: People, when we lose people or um, grieve or have PTSD or anything, we sometimes... Our Outlet is distraction and going right. back into our normal routine. Like, some people want to go to work, so maybe she just wanted some normal to forget about it right. and be like, I just want to go back to um, work. in the
0: ninth grade. I want to start school, I want to wear my school clothes, be with my friends.
1: And her first day back at that school after all that had happened to her, I cannot imagine how she felt. And she knows everybody, you know, I, she knows everyone's looking at uh, her, well, just course. everyone's feels not because they're being mean but just that's so much attention after that's everyone knows your yeah. trauma Ugh. i don't know that's just so yeah that's so i'm so glad that was she, a survivor story yeah,
0: she escaped and i would i could not survive i'll just say it this mouth would get me killed <laughs> day 1 And honestly, it's – people never know what
1: does or doesn't help. Every person that's a psychopath or trying to – You're right. Everyone's different. Like some people maybe fighting back helps or maybe it hurts. Every – it's – There's no one
0: trick for every person. You know, some survivors will say that they – Try to make themselves more human by mm-hmm. their name. The yeah, this is my name. I have a kid. This is where I. My, my mom lives here. You yeah. know, trying to get them to say, this is a person. This is not mm-hmm. just going to be another victim.
1: But then there's people that truly do not care. They don't
0: give a shit. They're going to yeah. do whatever anyway. Yeah,
1: so it's incredible Yeah. that she survived that. And I'm not the gatekeeper on sentencing, but that doesn't seem long enough. No. Especially the guys with eight and seven years. Seven years and you no. tried to kill
0: somebody? No. not enough. Uh, and the fact that she can't even, she'll never, how can, I mean, obviously she'll never forget this, but, you know, suffering with that post-traumatic stress, like she, she can't be alone. She doesn't, she. There isn't just a pill for that. No. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. No amount of therapy that she does is going to. Make her forget, or it'll help her cope, or find ways to cope where she can function. But anyways, you want to talk about something else that'll make you really mad? Did you see where Casey Anthony has this fucking special coming out that I'll probably watch? God damn it. Have you seen it? No. It comes out November 29th on Peacock, and they have been post there's my can they've been posting this shit all over instagram like watch this watch this show coming up do 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 infuriating i really hope that they're not paying her for this interview surely not oh my gosh uh yeah you'll have to look into it look into it peeps so basically in this um she blames her dad are you serious? She blames her dad. This bitch. She's a trash. This whole extensive interview, um, she accuses her dad of molesting and abusing little Kaylee and then drowning her to try to cover up the abuse. What the fuck? She's terrible. I... Why, then why did you lie to everybody and say that she was taken by... Zanny the nanny? Zanny the nanny. Mm-mm. And number two no. no one believes you. Spoiler. No one does. Spoiler Katie She just Anthony. wants attention. She's she just such wants attention. Things. I just want five minutes with her. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> just saying. We can talk. We can do whatever. Just want five minutes. Mm. Okay.
1: Uh uh. Like who gets the money for this show?
0: I really Well you know they probably paid her. The money went
1: somewhere. She's not doing it for free. No.
0: No, she's not.
1: Well, on to better news like we have a new patron.
0: Yay!
1: Alva C. from Florida. Cool. And I've added her We have th- three Floridians now. Three. We needed another one. We still have a gaping hole in the map. We do. It's so funny. We do. But uh, thank you, Alva. She also said, Ashley, you're too much. Well,. <laughs> I love that you say all the things
0: I would in these
1: episodes. So, Alva, if you have any good Florida woman or man stories, send them in for our Wacky Wednesday. Yes, yes. And I wrote this down because I was afraid I'd forget. I got a DM from one of our friends who has the doggy door. And after listening to the Connecticut episode, he tried to see if he could get through his doggy door. Any guesses on who this is?
0: It's Alex. Yes, it's <laughs> Alex. And this probably
1: won't surprise you, but he fit well.
0: Yeah, because he's teeny weeny.
1: <laughs> Alex, I couldn't get through either direction. The, no, the titties or the thighs—they're not. It's not going through. And next time we have a pool party next summer, let's bikini style try, we'll to, try to get the through. The We're going to record this. Oh my gosh! Yes. Well, our patron Diana P also messaged us saying she's jealous of the emo night. She said she remembers being used as a straight up ladder during a My Chemical Romance concert. No. Ashley's like, no way. no way. Diana, check your city because they might have an Emo night somewhere near
0: you. They're doing another one here in February. Hey, this this hall that they've displaced <laughs> yeah. They have super fun stuff going on I there all, the time. The, hall. all I the time. I always went
1: to a concert Sunday, saw Manchester Orchestra. I hadn't even planned on going, but I liked the band. And yeah. Like, was it good?
0: Yeah, it was. Fun. There's a helicopter landing. Is that what that is? <laughs> yes.
1: But it was, yeah. Dogs barking, helicopters
0: landing. It's like mash or anything. <laughs> What's going on with you? Any shows, movies? <sighs> um, I just started watching. Shock, shock, shock to everyone. Six feet under. Oh, you? have yeah. never seen it. Yeah, I'm on episode like five. Well, Samuel
1: and I tried to watch it a few times. It's it's.
0: Not I don't love it so far. I've heard it's It's a really good
1: show. I I don't know if it's because it's aged a little. It's a little dated. It is. It is dated. I don't know what it is
0: about it. It seems like maybe there's a cult following. Yeah. You know, a lot of the actors and actresses in it are recognizable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's like a show I really want to like. Yeah. But but maybe I should. That's
0: why I'm like I'm just trying to give it a chance. I just started watching it on a whim the other day, and
1: maybe I need to start on my own because. Samuel and I have a lot in common on shows, but then there's a crossover where he's like, right. No, it can this might need to be one of my nighttime shows.
0: Well, I had a lot of T V time this weekend. It was my weekend with oh. Max and of course he had he had friend, you know, a friend come over, spend the night Friday night. Mm-hmm. They're eight and nine, so they're essentially Teenagers, mm-hmm. so they stay in the bedroom play playstation listen to music the door shut the led lights. your hair they're That's they're just good they eat everything just give them food and sunny delight and leave mm-hmm. them alone yeah That's so true. i'm already at that stage where nobody cares about me <laughs> so i watched um don't worry darling
1: Oh, yeah, with Harry Styles. Have you seen it?
0: No, I don't. I have heard it's not good. It's not bad. Really? Okay. It's very, it's not what I thought it would be. It had a lot of moments. I'm glad I watched it. I would watch it if I were you. What kind of movie is it? Drama? So No, it's almost, it's a thriller. I thought it was a love story which no, is why I have it. it's not a love story. Okay. I don't it's a do thriller that. and things happen during it that you're going, "What the fuck? Like something's off. What is going okay. on? It's one of those almost Stepford Wives type show where everything's too perfect and everybody's too Ooh, happy okay. and you're going, "Why? Okay. What is going on?" Well,
1: you've made it sound interesting. Everything that read is just like, eh, and I'm like, "Oh, it's a love
0: story which yeah. I don't have interest but I love" Harry Styles. So, fun fact, I didn't even realize that was him until Are you freaking halfway through it. And I was like, oh, that's the one guy with the big laked pants. Oh my God. <laughs> that sings about licking vaginas. That's him.
1: Yeah. Watermelon, eating a watermelon. No. Come on.
0: Okay. That's what you think. <laughs> nah, that's what you think. So, but yeah, you should, I highly recommend it. I I'll, would, I don't watch I, it then. I,
1: I give it five caskets. Oh, I'll watch it for sure then. I, like, I'm not interested in, like, just drama or love no, stuff. Even, no. I don't do really romantic
0: comedies even. I don't know. I just no. kind of watch scary stuff
1: and thrillers. And no, no,
0: no, no. That's, that's same with me. That's why I was like, okay, so I watched that. And then I also watched Where the Crawdads sing. I read the book, but I didn't. Didn't watch read the, the book. Movie. There was a whole big ruckus about it a couple years ago about the book. And I yeah. was like, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon and wearing Lululemon and drinking the pink drink and reading this book that all the other mothers are doing. Oh. I will read about barflies and lot lizards. Okay. <laughs> you know, something that is yeah. off the cuff. So I watched it and I loved it. It okay. was good too. I don't know if
1: it's the same as. The I don't book exactly.
0: I've heard other people that have read the book and seen the movie said it goes right along with the book. Oh, okay. Max watched it with me. I made a big pot of soup Sunday night. We put jams on and we watched it. And he liked it too. Good for him. We did not. We both thought the person that killed the person, we were both wrong. I'll just say that. We both thought it's this this guy is the one that killed the person. Okay,
1: I you know what I'm talking I know about. I'm
0: talking about yeah. And then at the end, when you find out who really did it, mm-hmm. Max and I both were like,
1: oh,
0: "What?" Now I might watch the
1: movie. I forgot. I know how it ends, but I've forgotten a lot of the details.
0: It it was good. I told you I watched all these movies well, this weekend awesome. and started that. I binged Love Is Blind three. Oh. <laughs> You watched it. You already mentioned it. I could start
1: a podcast. Listen, ranting about that reunion show. I, Samuel and I were just—that's <laughs> one of Samuel's. Samuel hates reality TV, and we both love Love Is Blind. And Clearly, all I did this—he's like yelling, "Girl, leave him at the yeah. TV. You're too
0: good." And all I did this weekend was watch TV, as as you can tell. That reunion, my, the my,
1: cuties footage.
0: Listen. I've been... Unpopular opinion. No, I mean... But I think... What's her name? What's her name? Zay. Zay. She is a gaslighter. She is... She is so... Well, it's like you think he's the gaslighter. No. And, she's a fucking nightmare. If a, <laughs> Listen, if a man talked to a woman the way she talked to him through every episode, including the reunion, there would be a major uproar. Well... What so tired of double to standards. Well,
1: I didn't like Cole throughout the show. He's a fuckboy. Yeah. Like he's he's fuck just... boy fuckboy
0: energy. Like, as soon as he would be like, oh, well, Colleen, I'd be like, screw you. Well, you suck. Yes. And then be done with him. When he said that about... Right. The listeners are like, turn turn off. <laughs> Listen, I'm so
1: sorry, but this is... Okay. I never liked... My point is, I didn't like him the whole show.
0: And then at the reunion, I'm like... I mean, I liked him, but I... I <laughs> speaking of someone they didn't who belong together. a lot of <laughs> I could read the writing on the wall. They're not he's a, a good He's there couple. for a good time. They're not
1: a couple. Not for That's a long not time. blah, blah, blah. But then at the reunion show, I'm like, what the hell is happening here? She's a nightmare. I spiraled. I read interviews. And apparently, this is according to him, I don't know, they were all hanging out in Dallas before the reunion. Mm-hmm. And then they all flew to LA on the same plane, mm-hmm. all hanging out, having a good yeah. time. And he said, not a single person aired a grievance with
0: him. And Brennan... Mm-hmm. Who I didn't have a problem with until the reunion, I'm like, this guy's an ass why why are you in their business? You know, Brennan thinks his shit don't stink because you know his his step his stepdad his uh father-in-law's got mega bucks, so I just now he's cocky.
1: It's weird because I thought he was fine, and then the reunion, I'm like, this guy kind of seems like an asshole, he's an asshole, and then I didn't like Cole and then I'm like, damn, they're just like, yeah. And then Bartise, I hated his guts. I still do. I, I I was real mad that he didn't get flamed. I'm like, they need a second reunion. He,
0: he's. Sorry the, I brought this up, listeners. I'm so sorry. I told you. <laughs> you I was so,
1: I'm so passionate about this. Bartise got off the hook, right? Like, they barely even, ha- I'm like, this guy's the worst out of,
0: out of all y'all. I think they kind of gave Bartise a pass because he's 25. Yeah. He's fuck boy, but he's 25 fuck boy. Cole's however old he is, not 25. No, I don't think he's that old, I think. I think he was like I think he's like 27 or 8 maybe. Yeah, I, he, I think he's in his 20s. He's, yeah. But he's older than and I think that they're just like you should, you know, you should be more mature. I don't know. But Zay and her fucking mouth. The way she talked to him, I uh-uh, I don't like her. Yeah, not
1: at all. And I will never believe she decided at the last minute. No. That cutie's footage. the no. When he's talking about, well, should we go to England and meet your family? And then she's checked out. She knew then she mm-hmm. wasn't. They, he was never going to meet her family. Yeah. She, yeah. You yeah. can tell she knew then. Yeah. He was basically having that conversation. Yeah. And
0: then she's like, it's cold talk.
1: And Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. I know. No, I do. I think she's a jerk. But you may tell you the, the biggest thing for me. And who surprised me the most throughout the entire show, I'm talking to the TV, because I don't have a significant other to watch this with, and my kid's playing Madden 23 Mm -hmm. with his buddy, Raven. Yeah. Didn't like her. I didn't either. Didn't like her. I didn't either. after, like, the wedding and how all that went down, and then her and Boo Boo at the reunion, I'm like, you know what? She is a very mature. I think I think maybe that's why we didn't like her on TV, if that makes right. sense, because yes. she
1: was more mature. Yes, so she wasn't airing all of her feelings and thoughts, and so it looked kind of cold and not
0: childish. Yeah, she, It wasn't childish about it, so it did come off as cold. She exactly. kind of seemed
1: cold and like she didn't care that much right. or whatever. But maybe it was she just was keeping her mouth shut. Oh, well, and she's
0: just above it, you know, yeah. like when they go to the Bachelorette parties. I was and the same way. I didn't like her
1: in the beginning, and I'm like, oh, I, it's weird because yeah. it's like all my opinions changed at the reunion. I'm like,
0: who? What is this? Cast? Same. No. Same. Oh my so god. am So
1: sorry we've ended Listen. on this. We need a United States of Love is
0: Blind. <laughs> Everybody, watch. Don't worry, darling. Binge Love is Blind,
1: and then tell us your thoughts. And if you have a different opinion, let me know because I. I I don't think they're going to change my mind, but maybe. I don't know. Again, we don't know these people. We're watching reality TV.
0: I'm Um, following them all on Instagram now. Oh, oh,
1: me too. I'm still following season one.
0: Where are we next week? West Virginia. West Virginia. Mama. All right. We will not sing.
1: And we won't talk about Love is Blind. We will not. I'm not promising. No, I'm just kidding. We won't. All right. Bye. She
0: will. Bye.